Hi, this is Siddharth Aluwalia. Welcome to the 100x Entrepreneur Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, Rajan Anandan, ex-VP Google, India and Southeast Asia, and a prolific angel investor. Welcome, Rajan, to the podcast. Thank you, Siddharth, for having me. It's great to be here. The startup ecosystem which we have in India today, we seem to have entered a new phase of the Indian startup ecosystem. What has really changed? I think uh, we've just we've certainly entered a new phase in the ecosystem. I think there have been several important uh, things that have changed. I mean, it hasn't been a sudden change, but really over the last, I'd say, probably uh, 12, 18 months, right? I think the first is uh, many more Indians are connected to the internet, but more than connected, they're connected with high-speed networks. Uh, so today we have, you know, north of 400 million Indians that are active every single day uh, on the internet and they're spending four or five hours a day, right? And that's thanks to the very affordable uh, broadband uh, networks that we have in India. So that's pretty important because, you know, when you have, uh, you know, 400 million uh, of us uh, connected with high-speed networks and spending enormous amounts of time, that creates the opportunity to scale very, very fast. So you see consumer internet companies that are scaling on the user side Uh, very very quickly so that's i think that's a big change i think second is uh, we're seeing uh, broad basing of startups right it used to be for a long time all the action was in consumer internet companies uh, but uh, actually if you look at the data last year there were more b2b tech companies founded than b2c tech companies in india right so so you've seen a broad basing within the tech sector but actually the story goes well beyond tech startups right we've seen really now we're beginning to see lots of interesting companies in consumer products uh, in medical devices in life sciences uh, and in many other sectors so so i think broad basing of the startup ecosystem is a very very important uh, dynamic that uh, that you know especially many of us are actually watching very very closely i think third uh, the the pace of scale up has changed dramatically right i think udan brought in a new wave where you know zero to a billion dollar valuation in two years i mean if you had asked me uh two years ago whether india would have a unicorn go from founding to a billion dollar valuation in two years i would have said not for a very long time so i think the fact that you know you can scale companies very fast uh, last year we had eight new unicorns right and in fact this year in the first four months we've had four new unicorns so india is now at a at a clip of about eight to ten unicorns being created a year so that's actually been quite quite different and i think the last uh, two things are you know we're seeing now uh entrepreneurs come out of existing unicorns right so if you look at uh, udan for instance was ex flipkart uh, the founders of ex flipkart uh, you look at many other companies now you have second time entrepreneurs uh, bulbul was uh, you know sachin actually is third time entrepreneur uh, you look at kunal uh, with cred you know is uh, again right these are sort of seasoned entrepreneurs who are coming out so you got this combination of second third time entrepreneurs as well as uh, you know young entrepreneurs who've actually grown up uh, in in uh, sort of very very fast growing companies so they've seen the movie before and then the last thing is look the funding environment is very very positive i mean there was a time where it was very difficult to raise 10 million uh, then it became very difficult to raise 100 million and today in india you could raise a billion dollars right so uh, i think the the funding environment has changed so all of that put together creates a very interesting a cocktail uh, if you will and uh, you know they, we are very much on track i think to uh, you know have a 100 unicorns in india by 2025 so it's a very very exciting new phase for the indian startup ecosystem how has monetizing getting better in the last 2 3 years of the startup ecosystem Yeah, I think monetization has uh, has been very difficult, right? I think for quite some time, uh, India is really about a user growth story on the B two C side. Uh, now we're specifically talking about uh, tech startups and uh, you know within tech startups, B two C B two C startups. I think that is changing, right? Uh, it's changing because of a couple of reasons. One, 
if you look at existing markets today, uh, you know, they're uh, not huge, but they're quite sizable. You know, you've got a $30 billion e-commerce market. Uh, you've got a ride-hailing market that's quite large and so on and so forth. Uh, but really, one of the reasons it's actually changed is payments, uh, right? UPI has been the biggest boon that's happened to the Indian startup ecosystem because now you have, you know, uh, over 100 million Indians that actually transact online. And the fact that you can actually pay not just 1,000 or 1,500 rupees, but you can very simply pay, uh, you know, 10 or 20 or 30 or 100 rupees. So I think monetization uh, is improving. It's still very early days, but the fact that, you know, Baiju's has 1.5 million uh, paying users, right? And these are really, it's really a subscription business if you think about it. Uh, there are quite a number of companies that now have, you know, 10, 15, 20, 100,000 uh, subscribing users. So whether it's commerce with transaction-driven activity, uh, whether it's subscriptions, uh, and then lastly, you know, I think advertising uh, is, 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 the overall market is, you know, getting to be quite sizable. It's a couple of billion dollars. And I think now what we're seeing is e-commerce companies, you know, Flipkart, Amazon, Nike, companies like that, beginning to monetize through performance-based advertising. So I would say uh, it's a lot better than what it was two years ago. And I'm actually very encouraged by the signs that we're seeing on, uh, on monetization. What are your views on SaaS? We have $1 billion startup right now, Freshdisk, and tens of more waiting to be the next unicorn. Yeah, no, so I've been a, I've been a big uh, believer in SaaS for a long time. In fact, if you look at my angel portfolio, more than half half my uh, investments are actually in SaaS companies, right? Uh, I, I think, look, uh, we're still, I think, a few years away from, uh, you know, having sort of hyper value creation or hyper growth in Indian startups. Uh, in fact, this year we'll see, I think, our second, actually, we today have two, right? So Zoho has been a unicorn for a long time. We don't talk about Zoho, but probably we'll end up being the best, best ROI anybody could have ever had because uh, Sridhar's never raised any money externally, right? Freshworks, as you said, was the second. This year, we'll certainly see a third, uh, actually very soon, you'll hear about a third uh, SaaS unicorn. Uh, and then I think we are, so we're at about one a year now. Last year was Freshworks. Uh, we're probably, you know, we'll probably be at one a year for a few years, but then, you know, somewhere around 2022, 2023, we'll start seeing, you know, several SaaS unicorns uh, every year, right? So if I look at my uh, portfolio, you know, uh, companies like Druva, Capillary, uh, Innovacer, Unifor, uh, I mean, these are all super, super interesting companies, right? So there's been one model that, uh, there are two models, actually, the India to US model, uh, Freshworks was sort of more of a digital distribution model, uh, Druva was much more sort of enterprise uh, U.S. India enterprise focused sort of software SaaS, SaaS play, uh, and then you know you're seeing companies like Innovator and Unifor again following sort of more the U.S. India enterprise model. Uh, but we're also seeing now the emergence with Capillary, for instance, right? Uh, the the fact that you can actually build a large business without being in the U.S. Right, so Capillary is uh, got a very large revenue base now, growing quite fast, and uh, they they're not in the U.S. It's really India. Uh, Southeast Asia GCC and now actually seeing quite a bit of success in China. So, so I'm I'm uh, I'm very very optimistic about SaaS. Uh, I think we need to be realistic how quickly these companies scale. I mean, I think uh, you know it still will take uh, you know seven, eight, nine, ten years uh, to get to a hundred million net revenue. But uh, but you can get there, right? And we are now seeing uh, companies actually prove that you can go from zero to one million. Uh, ARR in less than a year, you can go from 1 million to 10 million in two or three years. And that's a huge change that we've seen uh, in the in the ecosystem. Now, going from 10 million to 100 million will still take some time. And that's why I said, uh, you know, we're still a little while away from seeing the kind of uh, growth that we'd like to see. But I continue to be, um, you know, very, very bullish about SaaS startups from India. Big spaces like e-com and mobility, seeing a lot of renewed interest recent investment of Facebook in Misho. 
what's your thoughts about that you know how are the ecom 2 or ecom 3.0 going to look like yeah i mean look i think it's uh, it's a great point because if you if you had asked everybody 2 years ago they would have said e-commerce is over right we have amazon and flipkart and you know they've both spent billions of dollars each uh you know how on earth would any other startups really come up but the reality is look in a country where you know we have 400 million plus over 400 million daily actives only about 70 million uh indians actually uh today transact on with e-commerce sites right so uh you know it's still less than 20% of the active user base is sort of transacting so there's a huge amount of headroom that's left you know if you call it the first 50 million indians have now become very very comfortable transacting right so they're going to buy lots of different things so so the first big opportunity i think we're going to see uh, we are beginning to see some companies now is companies that are going to capitalize on the first 50 million and make them buy things uh that maybe are are, are different right so a company one of my portfolio companies fresh to home uh, which actually sells fresh seafood meats and so on and so forth is just on fire right it's on fire because these first 50 million users now that they're comfortable buying phones and fashion and accessories are buying groceries from companies like big basket but also you know fresh fresh seafood right so um so that's that those are set sort of companies that are going to go after the first 50 million users and then i think you're seeing this new class of companies what what you call sort of e-commerce to or really social commerce companies um, Nisho's been one one variety, but then you have companies like Simsim, like Bulbul, like Aconnect that are really going to go after the non-English audience. Uh, several of them will be video-first products uh, and really leverage sort of the 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 ability for influencers to to impact uh, commerce, right? So if you look at the ramp of a company like Bulbul, it's been quite staggering, right? So uh, so I do think that we're going to see uh, several billion-dollar companies come out of this new wave. Uh, of e-commerce right and then mobility is very similar you know if you had asked 2 years ago people would have said look there's ola and uber uh, you know we are not going to have any more players because you know any new player that comes up will be up against these two uh, very well funded very large companies but the reality is today i mean uh, you know we've we probably have more activity in mobility than we've ever seen and these companies are scaling very very fast right so one of my companies is rapido it's a two wheeler ride sharing company it's just on fire it's growing at unprecedented rates right you look at companies like bounce or companies like uh yulu right these are all going after very very innovative models and the reality is look most of india only can afford to spend a few rupees for transport right and and we have to invent models that are going to actually hit that price point uh, or hit those set of price points with viable long term unit economics right and you can't get there with four wheelers so my view is the four wheeler game is is pretty much played out and and that's why we're seeing sort of slowing growth on the four wheeler side so it's really going to be three wheelers two wheelers new kind of forms of vehicles and so on and so forth and over time a lot of that will migrate to electric so uh, i think again uh, you know we are in a whole new era of uh, mobility and i really do think we're going to see uh, many more new large companies get built uh, in in mobility in india as you rightly said india today has a 2 million e-rickshaw unorganized market so a lot of mobility focus areas completely ignored and a lot of room for entrepreneurs to innovate and enter it yeah i mean you come I in mean, if you think about it right uh, you know massive number of indians take buses right massive number of indians are on trains uh you know you mentioned a segment that you mentioned a segment that's very very interesting india has 100 million people that have two wheelers right uh, uh you know so if you think about sort of a two wheeler ride sharing model it can be super super interesting and it's not surprising that rapido is scaling so fast so yeah i think there's just incredible enormous opportunity in uh in 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 sort of the mobility space broadly defined and we haven't talked about you know electric or we haven't talked about uh we haven't talked about ancillaries and so on and so forth where there'll be a lot of opportunity what are your three of your recent investments which you are very excited about and why 
So I think it's important to keep in mind that I am excited about every company that I invest in, right? That I've invested in. Uh, I invest in them because I'm very excited about them. Um, uh, that being said, I think, look, uh, you know, I'm maybe not, maybe less about most excited about, but maybe I'll tell you about some companies that are very different, that are doing very interesting things, right? Uh, so uh, I invested uh, last year actually in a company called Gen Robotics. Uh, this is a startup from Kerala. They're actually building robots uh, that clean manholes, right? So India has about 4 million scavengers uh, and they have to actually go into these manholes and clean them. And because of that, they, you know, most of them really unfortunately don't live beyond the age of 32, 33. Uh, so what, what these sort of very young founders from Kerala have done is they've built a robot that they call Bandicoot, uh, which is an assisted robot where they can train now the well, the person who used to be the scavenger to be a robot operator and these robot then, uh, you know, it basically kind of goes into the uh, goes into the manhole and starts cleaning all the switch, right? So you can imagine they've already sold a large number of robots in the state of Kerala. Now they're in Chennai, they're in Hyderabad. They're actually now uh, in discussions with a couple of uh, couple of states in the in the north, right? So so this is really applying uh, AI and robotics. And by the way, the robot the re- the way it can actually clean the manhole inside is is using computer vision, right? So so that's a really great example of a solve for India type problem, right? And there's no question this company is going to become very very large. Another one that's uh, very interesting again. Uh, is using uh, you know computer vision is a company called Nayan N A Y A N Giant who's the founder has a PhD in AI and robotics uh, went to Georgia Tech he's come back uh, and he's come back uh, with a mission to uh, make the world's roads safer right so what they're doing is basically using uh, uh, really UGC right so you should actually if you haven't you should download this app called Nayan and try it out uh, so what Nayan does is you can just download this app you open it up you put your smartphone on your dash and it starts recording real time all the traffic violations that are going on in front of you and you'd be shocked how many traffic violations there are right if you have this thing open for 30 minutes you'll catch like 45 uh, traffic violations so what they want to do is essentially partner with uh, police departments partner with states and so on and so forth. Uh, so today, you know, th- there's limited data points, right? So you have these radars, you have uh, police cars that actually have some equipment, but really you can't have thousands of them, right? So theoretically, this can become an a- approach to get, you know, uh, let's say 10 million, 15 million, 20 million users around the world who become real-time capturers of data. And then that data is processed using computer vision uh, to actually identify traffic violations. So so that's really, really interesting. They're uh, actually, interestingly, their first a big client, it's a B2B business, right? B2B2C business really, uh, is actually this, uh, is in Dubai. So in fact, that whole team is now in Dubai. They are working with the Dubai police. So that's actually, I think, uh, a super interesting, super interesting company. And a third one I would say is a company called uh, Clinic. Uh, Clinic is a Bangalore-based startup that is focused on healthcare. Uh, if you look at India, you know, there are about 125 million Indians that are under private, uh, private healthcare insurance. Ayushman Bharat has, let's say, the 500 million who are sort of the 700 million to 1.3 billion range. So essentially, we have about 500 to 600 million Indians that have no health insurance, right? And as we know, I mean, health insurance is, is actually the single biggest driver that can take you from not being in poverty to being in poverty. So what they've done is they've created a very interesting offering where they create a monthly pay-as-you-go, very, very affordable health insurance plan combined with call a doctor anytime you want, as well as give you you know massive discounts with diagnostics, pharmaceuticals, etc., to actually have a subscription-based program. And you'd be surprised, they actually have 30,000 uh, 30, paying subscribers today, and it's growing like crazy. So these would be three examples. They're from three different industries. But, but you know, what's interesting about all three of these companies is they are truly unique, uh, right? They're unique in in, in in terms of how they're applying technology. They're unique in terms of their business model. And most importantly, they're addressing a very peculiar pain point 
uh, in India and the, in, you know the second one with Nyan I mean the reality is nobody follows the traffic laws here you the angel investor come very early in spaces for example uh, when rapido was raising the angel round nobody believed in the concept of shared two wheelers and similarly the i think the earliest angel investor in saas what are the segments you are now focused on as an angel investor yeah so look um you know i've been investing in saas for a very long time right so um uh, you know i moved to india in 2000 from the us uh, in 2005 2006 they joined the indian angel network i did one investment that year that was actually a consumer internet company at that point which actually eventually became a saas company so about half my portfolio is saas and i would say that is a constant theme right because my view is uh, india is going to create thousands of saas companies obviously uh, you know quite a number of them will become very very large but we can build you know hundreds of companies that are worth 100 million dollars each in the saas space so so that has been a constant theme but i'm always you know my the themes that i look for within saas change uh, vertical saas i've been investing in for a very long time with its capillary innovator companies like that so that's been a big theme and then on the consumer side i would say you know my themes have changed right i try to get into a space very early uh, i make a whole bunch of bets and then i move on so uh, for instance i was investing in digital content about 4 or 5 years ago right so popex so miss malini little black book all bunch of other companies uh, but then i stopped uh, right uh, i made i invested in my upshar which is probably one of the most interesting healthcare startups healthcare content startups in india about maybe 2 or 3 2 2 or 3 years ago but i haven't really invested in that so 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 i tend to get into a space early because i have a set of hypotheses and then i'll make a bunch of investments i was very early investor in fintech um did quite a number of investments in fintech and then i just basically moved on to uh to so it tends to be very very uh, very very thematic um and then you know outside of tech i've made you know very selective investments uh more as a learning investments right so so i've made a few investments in Uh, in life sciences and healthcare as a way to kind of learn learn a new space so i would say uh, there's sort of the 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 main meal if you will which is saas uh, and then there are consumer internet themes that sort of change over a period of time but all that being said look at the end of the day the the bet that i'm making is less about the space obviously space is important um is really about the founding team i mean i'm at the end of the day the reason i invested in rapido uh was you know the thesis around two wheelers was very very interesting and if it worked it could be a large business but it was the fact that arvind and his team these ex flipkart uh, founders just seem like super ambitious very very focused leaders who are going to go out and build a big business so and that's been the case with every single company that i mean i'm ma- i'm making a bet on a founding team So, what are the two theses or two focus areas you have for 2019-20? No, I would say, look, I think um, you know, SaaS is a space that will continue to see uh, lots of lots of uh, uh, lots of lots of action, right? Uh, uh, you know, uh, you look at companies today; they're able to go from you know zero to million dollars in revenue from India in less than 12 months. I mean, if you had asked me 10 years ago when Druva when Druva started, we don't have a single penny of revenue from India, right? Uh, so I think lots of things are changing in SaaS, and I think that's you know I'll continue to be quite bullish about that. It's interesting, you know, this year all of Tiger's investments have been uh, almost all of Tiger's investments have been in the SaaS space, which is quite interesting. Um, uh, but on the consumer side, look, I think there's a lot of white space in in uh, as I said, mobility. I think there's a lot of look. Every space actually has a lot of opportunity, right? Because the reality is we have a billion Indians who haven't come online yet, right? Only you know one one billion Indians almost who are not on the internet yet. 
uh, and each of them, you know, and we have massive unmet needs, right? So you look at a space like education. I think India could have 10 unicorns in the education space. Today, we have one called Baiju's. Uh, I think we're going to see many more companies in the education space simply because there's a massive, massive need. I think fintech uh, payments has been played out. But just as we thought uh, payments has been played out with UPI, Bharat Pay comes along and then boom, right? I mean, they created this extraordinary success by focusing on merchants, right? So in all these spaces where we seem to think that, you know, they're getting crowded, you know, all of a sudden you see a player, but India has a $300 billion SME credit cap, right? So I think we're going to see lots of action with SME credit on the consumer lending side. Uh, healthcare, I think, has massive amounts of white space. I think the first, we've had one or two waves of it, you know, companies like Practo and then companies like the e-pharmacies like HealthCart and so on. Uh, but I think it's still very, very early and we're going to see lots of very interesting companies come up in uh, healthcare. And then you look at spaces like Agri, right? Uh, I think uh, there's now a, a, a bit of discussion on Agri. I've got uh, you know, a company called Crow Farm that I invested in, uh, which actually does farm to retailer, scaling very, very nicely, right? And and these are like, you know, businesses that have very clear pain points. You're not trying to figure out what problem are you solving. The problem is super, super clear. So now the question is, can you develop a solution uh, and then execute it superbly, right? So I think Agri is going to be uh, very interesting. So as I look around, you know, I think every, every industry has uh, has a lot of white space. The question is, you know, can you put the right team together? Does the founding team have very deep insight about what they're really trying to solve? Uh, can they go, can they start going at it and then, you know, pivot, iterate, morph and then execute like crazy? You have been investing for the last 13 years and in hundreds of founders. What has been different about the companies which have been mega hit? Yeah, so I think, uh, well, firstly, I've been investing for a lot longer than that. Uh, you know, since the early 90s, I'm actually... <laughs> much older than you are so uh, in the US anyway uh, but yes in India I have been uh, investing since I moved uh, since 2006 or so um, look I, I think it, it's difficult to pinpoint there is no one model for, for success right uh, but I think uh, a lot of it really boils down to the founding team the founder or the, or the founding team right uh, I think uh, the teams that have been very successful, they have incredibly deep insight about the problem that they're trying to solve, uh, like uncanny, you know, insight about the problem that they're trying to solve. Uh, they tend to be very, very resilient because, you know, before you get to a unicorn, you're going to have four or five near-death moments. So you cannot give up in those times. Uh, they tend to be very agile. So uh, they'll pivot the business. Sometimes they'll radically change uh, the business, the business that they have now you can't even recognize uh, you know, the business that, that, that I funded when I was an angel and I'm totally okay with that. Uh, so, uh, for instance, you know, uh, Dunzo, where I was the first investor, uh, you know, when I funded them, they were basically a WhatsApp. They were using WhatsApp to help people in Bangalore kind of get things around them, right? And now today, when you look at it, it's become a whole different kind of platform, still in the hyper-local space, but a very, very different kind of... So, I think the ability for the team to really morph based on learnings, be agile, live through very, very difficult periods. I think that is probably the, those are the set of things that are, have been very important. I think there are a few other things about the founding team that are quite important for those that have been very successful. Uh, you know, their ability to raise money, right? There are founders who are good at raising funding and there are founders that are not. Uh, they, they, you know, I think the ones that have been successful, even in a SaaS company to become a unicorn, you need to raise 50, 100, $150 million at a minimum, right? It's very difficult to get there with $20 million, even in a SaaS company. So, and if you're a consumer internet company, you have to raise hundreds of millions of dollars. So, so your ability to raise money becomes pretty, pretty important. Who's on your cap table matters a lot, right? If you have tier one investors on your cap table, it gets easier. If you don't, it gets harder. And if you're a 
consumer in a company that needs to raise billions of dollars, there's only one investor who can afford billions of dollars. So getting them on your cap table kind of becomes important. That's a sort of a more recent phenomenon. And then the space matters, right? I think, uh, you know, timing is, 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 is pretty important, right? So uh, if, you, if you had asked me, you know, 10 years ago, it was not the time for education. So in fact, my first investment in India was a edu tech startup, right? Uh, we were probably seven, eight years too early, right? Um, uh, so timing, timing matters a lot. The space matters a lot, right? I think going after a problem that's large enough, you know, I, I, I still see too many Indian founders going after small problems, right? Don't build a feature, don't go after a small problem. You know, go after a very large problem set. Now, obviously, start with a very focused uh, solution, but be open to very quickly changing it. And and because of the cost structure in India, right, and also because of the need, a lot of our companies end up being full-stack companies, right? Uh, so, so be open to that. Be open to doing things that uh, maybe otherwise, you know, you don't read about in TechCrunch, right? You don't read about full stack businesses as much in TechCrunch, whereas in China, you know, you see a lot of tech. So, so these are the kinds of things that have been, so it's not one particular formula, uh, but I would say a large part of it really is the founding team and, and were they able to kind of, you know, change as they go, be very, very quick, um, be incredibly resilient. I think if there's one word about founding teams that, you know, become these 100x uh, teams, because it's not really an entrepreneur, right? It's a, it's a, it's a team. They, they are really this, uh, this ability to be resilience and grit uh, are, are super, super important. Thank you so much, Rajan. It was wonderful to have you on the podcast. And thank you so much for sharing your views, your thoughts and your mindset with the listeners. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me, Siddhartha.